Good morning, America. Well, you have tuned into the Daily Answer, and this is your host, Mark Dunnigan. In today's episode, I would like to talk about before you tear it all down. Over the history of the world, various movements have arisen in which they claim to be able to deliver some sort of heaven on earth, a utopian existence, uh, to kind of fix everything and uh, bring about kind of a golden age. And it's interesting, back in the book of Ecclesiastes, in the very first chapter, there's a statement that Solomon makes. And Solomon was like probably one of the least limited of all men, that is mere men. He had like tremendous wisdom, unlimited resources. He was an Eastern potentate. He was the king of the country. He was at the zenith of that country and the wealth of the country. And yet, and yet he would say, he would admit in Ecclesiastes chapter one and verse 15, what is crooked cannot be straightened. And I think what he's telling us that even in his, even in the nation of Israel, and even with all their wealth and prosperity, and even with um, the wise laws that govern them, uh, he could not root out all corruption, even in his own administration. That there were certain crooked things that just could not, no matter how much effort you put into it, could not be straightened. I guess it would be like Solomon had a swamp too. There, there, there was a swamp in the Israelite government as well that never really could be cleaned out. But some people have the idea that you can create a utopia on the earth. And I mean, communism would be a good example that tried that. But a lot of the groups that want to bring about a utopia utopian existence on this earth do a tremendous amount of damage and they end up killing a lot of people (laughs) starving a lot of people in the process you know communism is like that um it end up killing a hundred million people at the end of the 20th century and it brought like severe limits on people's freedom uh definitely an attack upon morals and virtue and god and human dignity human worth and human value it created a situation where everyone lied to everyone about everything all the time paranoia distrust backstabbing i mean it just horrific um what impresses me about the bible and about christianity is that by contrast Christianity does not advocate tearing everything down. And I don't know if you kind of uh, have noticed that as you've read scripture. For example, it does not advocate that you tear down government. Actually, it says that we are to submit to the government that exists. Romans chapter 13, we're to honor the king. Passages in um, 1 Peter chapter 2, we're to pray for our leaders. First Timothy chapter two, one and two. Nowhere are we told go out there and tear down the government, reform it, you know, etc. Also, nothing is said about you need to go out there and tear down all the corporations. You need to tear down the business climate. Uh, you need to tear down the structures of society. You need to remake the family type of stuff. Um, there's none of that. Now, there is something that you do tear down. 
And it, it's the one thing that people, people typically want to tear down about everything else except this one. I mean, throughout history, there have been a lot of people that, man, let, let's, let's, let's tear down the, let's tear down the government. Man, they're right there. They're right there. Head of the line. Yeah, you betcha with their signs. Let's tear down the government or let's dismantle the police or this dismantle the institutions of society. This dismantle the corporations and this dismantle these big chain stores and this let's dismantle this and dismantle that. Okay, all right. The Bible does tell us to tear something down. No one ever wants to tear this thing down. Book of Ephesians chapter four. It says in verse 22, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self which has been corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. The, the one thing that the Bible tells us specifically, tear it down, get rid of it, is, is the old me, is the old you. Man, that's the last thing we want to hear. Can it be somebody else? Can it be somebody else's problem? Can it be like this vague government entity? Can it be some sort of vague, well, it's the corporations and it's this and it's that. Um, it's the nuclear family or whatever that people want to tear down. But the one thing that you have control over that you can actually remake in a great way is you. And why is it, why is it that that's the one thing that people don't want to address? Well, first of all, it takes humility to realize that the problem's not out there. The problem's inside me that a better world doesn't happen when I fix what's out there. A better world happens when I fix what's inside of me. Then that's not part of the problem. This is a world where sin has entered and I have sinned and I have contributed to a portion of the suffering of, of the world and the corruption of the world and the, uh, oh, the manipulation of the world and all of that, that I've had a hand in that and so have you. It says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, 423. Put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth each one with his neighbor. For we're members of one another. Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down upon your anger. Ephesians 4.26 Do not give the devil an opportunity. 27 he who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that you will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. There's the answer to a better world right there. And it starts with me. It starts with you. It starts at home. What would happen? What would happen if people actually practice that? Okay, I'm going to be kind to you. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to be tenderhearted. I'm going to be patient with you like God has been patient with me. Uh, I am not going to falsely accuse you. I'm not going to gossip and backbite about you. I'm not going to be bitter anymore or resentful. Um, 
I am not, I'm not going to use profanity anymore or, or just horrible, filthy language. I'm only going to speak the truth. I'm not going to lie anymore. I'm not going to lie about you. I'm not going to lie about me. I'm not going to lie about reality. Um, I am not going to cheat and I'm not going to steal and I'm not going to shoplift. Uh, and I'm going to be an honest individual. I'm going to be diligent and hardworking and fulfill my responsibilities in society and in the workplace. And um, I'm just going to work at a good, honest job that adds meaning and adds value to the world. I'm not going to give the devil an, a, opportunities. I'm not going to be foolish. I'm not going to be short-sighted. not going to just live for the day. I'm going to get my anger under control and realize you're not the problem. I'm not going to let it seethe. Um, I'm not going to let it explode. And um, what if everyone just kind of lived like that? Well, you might say, well, that would bring about a great world. Yes, there's your answer. Interesting that the Bible really doesn't advocate one form of government over another. Doesn't advocate democracy over a monarchy. All right. Now, there are certain forms of government that the very form of that government would violate other biblical principles like like tyranny, you know, like a dictatorship, an evil dictator and communism, you know, kind of goes against other Bible principles. But what, what God knows that what really matters in a society is not necessarily the form of government. You can have a and all human form of forms of government are less than perfect but you can definitely have a less than perfect form of government and it still work well if 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 the people are moral people if they're godly people and thus proverbs 14:34 righteousness exalts a nation i mean the the best form the best thought out form of government is not going to work if the people are dishonest people, if the people are selfish people. And a very imperfect form of government will probably do a pretty good job if the people in that society are moral, honest, godly people. It says sin is reproach to any people. It, it's not that sin affects one culture more than another. And it's not that there's cultures out there that can actually handle a good amount of sin and continue to function really well. No, sin is a reproach to any people. Sin complicates and gums up all cultures, all societies. There's no culture out there that can handle sin better than another culture. And, and uh, you know, other people have noted the same thing. People that were not really even faithful Christians, that a democracy only works as long as the individual citizens in that democracy are moral people. You know, over the last year or so, we, we saw riots in various cities uh, with an element that seems bent on wanting to tear everything down. Get rid of the police, get rid of the family, get rid of all these institutions. Yet the people who think that's the path to peace or a better world are really naive people. 
and completely ignorant of, well, human history and just truth that what needs to be remade is them. They need to be fixed, just like I need to be fixed. I need to put off the old man and put on the new man. And other people need to do that as well. One writer noted that at a riot, he saw young people smashing windows. And they later on that same night, noticed some of the same young people eating at a really nice restaurant in town. And he said to himself, you know, many of the rioters were obviously from well-to-do families. The sons and daughters of privileged families that, you know, had houses in nice parts of town that could afford to go out to a nice restaurant. And he, and he noted that many of the leaders of so many destructive movements in modern history have been the children, not of poverty, but the children of well-to-do families. And so as he dined at that expensive restaurant and saw a young man there dining as well, that a few hours before had been heaving bricks through windows, he thought to himself, how much destruction did that young man or did even think about? How much destruction did he think his country could bear before his own life and comfort, well, and ability to go out to a nice restaurant or the existence of a nice restaurant remain? And, and the writer just said that here we have the children of well-to-do parents completely unaware that in tearing everything down, they would eventually not have a nice restaurant to eat at after the night of rioting and heaving bricks through windows. They just were failing to connect the dots. And I see other people doing the same thing. Um, the people that go in and shoplift like at a Target or a Walmart or whatever it might be in their neighborhood and, and seek to justify it. How long do you think that Walmart's going to stay there? Walmart doesn't have to stay there. Neither does any of the other stores. They're just failing to connect the dots. If I want there to be good grocery stores in my neighborhood, then I can't be shoplifting from them or breaking into them or looting them. Because if I'm a business owner, I'm not going to keep a store in an area where they disrespect it and where we're not making any money. Why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense. You got to connect the dots. How do my present, are, are my present actions either contributing to me having a better earthly and heavenly future or are my present actions contributing to me having a worse earthly future and definitely a worse heavenly future. You know what makes restaurants and coffee shops and cool little cafes and grocery stores that have fresh produce and clean bathrooms all a reality? 
Maybe another way to put it. What happens when you defund the police and get rid of them in an area when there's no law and order? Well, in those areas, sometimes there's no internet or good cell signal, no bicycles, no Whole Foods. You ever see where Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and those type of stores, nicer, a little bit higher end stores, they're not locating in areas that are crime ridden where people don't respect the laws. They're in nicer areas. I know, I've traveled the country. <laughs> I've, I've traveled around the country. Typically those places are all in areas that are a little nicer or people maybe respect. And if they end up in an area that starts going downhill, those companies don't stay there. They find another spot. You know, no law and order, no respect for property. There's not electric car charging stations. There's not like nice emergency rooms and good dentists. There's no Costco's in crime-ridden areas. All those things only exist because most people continue to obey the law and respect authority in that part of town. And here's maybe here's another way to put it. You know, do you know what brings in the Costco's and the Whole Foods and the Trader Joe's or your your favorite nice clean places? Families. Yeah, families, mom, dad, and the kids, and particularly strong men and strong women that don't put up with, well, that don't put up with dishonesty, theft, not caring about your neighbor. That's what produces stable neighborhoods and stable societies. Men that stay with their wife and kids and build marriages and families together. Yeah, you, 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 go, you go around the places where there are the nicer stores, where things are cleaner and clean restrooms. You go into the crime-ridden areas and no public restrooms, no public restrooms, period. And things are dirty and trash on the street. You go into places where people pick up after themselves. Yeah, that's where you find the families. And that's where you find a greater percentage of people that go and worship God. Check that out sometime. So before you tear everything down, you got something to replace it with. And before you go out there and try to fix the world, have you tried to fix yourself first? This is Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, see you in the funny papers.